Hey guys, as you know, the doors to my signature 10-week coaching program, God Wants You to Be Rich, are open, and I just want to make sure that you know that they do close this Thursday night at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we really close because, well, we have to get ready for all of you beautiful women who've signed up and will be starting this life-changing program on Monday. We have an incredibly diverse group of women, and I'm so excited to spend the next 10 weeks with you Will you be joining us? Check out the details at yaeltrush.com forward slash rich or send me a DM on Instagram at yaeltrush or email me yael at Jewish Latin Princess and I can answer any questions that you might have on the program. You don't want to miss this. Really, this is a life-changing transformation. It's about implementing. You can consume all this content. We can listen to this podcast and know it by heart, but there is something to be said for a space and container where you're actually set up to take the actions, to do the implementation. And that's how I've designed this program. Because as you know, you've heard me say a few times, action is where it's at. So you don't want to miss it. Enjoy this replay of our last bonus session in the I'm Ready Retreat, where I got to answer some of my students' questions. And remember, the doors to God want you to be rich close tomorrow, Thursday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'd love to have you. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. I want to know, tell me in the chat, I know some of you have been with us like this entire retreat, like Marcy has been with us, Tavia has been with us, Ruth, Ruth is in the program. I want to hear from the rest of you. Are you, have you been with us in the retreat? Have you caught the replays? Tell me in the chat so I get a little bit of a sense of where we are. Hillary's here. Hillary has been with us all five days and she's been in the program. Tell me in the chat, since I don't recognize all the names. Sandy, this is so nice. I know Sandy, Nancy. Oh, Nancy, great. You've been here the five days. Your Gabby's trying to catch up on the replays. Good job. Good job. I'm behind with the replays. We'll for sure catch up. Okay, excellent. Let's okay. Hearing the podcast. Yeah, that's actually a really nice thing that we did this time. We put it on the podcast, which makes it easier for people to um, catch it on the go. Amazing. Yes. My sister-in-law is like all in. She's all in all the bonuses, the after party, the whole thing. Ruthie's here. Very nice. Okay. I know not everybody can put on their cameras, but it's always a lot more fun if we have cameras on. So if you can, we don't care if you're in your pajamas. We really don't care. This is just, you know, um, it is being streamed into our Facebook group, but, um, Hey, Dina. Um, but still, it's nice to see your beautiful faces. And thank you for joining us. This is so fun. Karen, Karen, I feel like you've been with me in this retreat and also in my Spanish retreats, right? Yes. Okay. I, I, I remember names. Very, very good. Well, I hope you join us in the program. That's where we want you. Amazing. Okay. So good. So before we start off with your questions that you might have, I see, hey, Gabby, Gabby, were you with us in the retreat? Were you with us? Tell us in the chat if you were with us in the retreat. Yes, you've been with us. Okay, so everybody's went, been with us and is catching up on replays. Guys, catch up on those replays because the videos themselves are going down on 
um, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then we're going to archive the group on Thursday. So, okay. You're trying to catch up. Amazing. Good job. Yes. Okay. I want to start with a question that came from Ruthie, who is here. Ruthie, you left me a question yesterday. So I'm going to start with you since I didn't get to address it yesterday. Wait, I'm looking for it. Oh, now I can't find it. No, I can. Okay. Here it is. Okay. So this is a really good question. And guys, then what we'll do is I'll take the questions that I know came in first. And then you can just, I, if you know how to raise your hand in the Zoom, like maybe Justina can, can type how we raise your hand. You can raise your hand and then we can open your, you can open your mic and then, um, and then you can ask questions or you could start typing questions on the chat. Okay. So this first question is from Ruthie and she says, um, what happens? This is very common, by the way. What happens if we are in a marriage and our husbands don't like to speak about money because in his childhood, there was a lot of lack. And right now he doesn't even, he doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't even want to deal with it. Like literally like take, like do the practical things that he needs to do. Does, can anybody relate to this question? Has this happened to anybody? You find that your spouse maybe is just not on board with talking. Dania says, yes. Anybody else has, has experienced such a thing? Like spouse is like, just, it's just not my thing. Maybe he experienced some trauma or whatever as a child. He has like things to deal with. Okay. So I, I know that this has happened to several of my students. So I love this question. Okay. I think Ruti, the best thing that we can do in these situations is we start with ourselves. I was explaining to somebody yesterday that we never start our money dates as we're beginning from the get-go in the process of doing these money dates, starting with the number. So somebody told me yesterday, okay, I'm going to start asking my husband about you know how much we have in retirement and how much is in the 401k and so on. And why are we not investing all the other money that we're sitting in cash? And I said, stop. We don't want to do that. Okay. We don't want to jump to the number straight up. Why is this related to Ruthie's question? Because what we really want to do is come approach this from a place of, look how much I've been learning. Oh, I took this retreat and I discovered these like really interesting things about the way I grew up um, and the way I was taught and the way I've done things. And some of the, you know, some of the things that I've done with money, I kind of are like kind of making sense to me now. Can I share it with you? So do you see what I'm doing? Like, it's not going straight to the juggler. It's not going straight to the, how come we don't have this? And how come we don't have this? How come we saved here, but didn't invest there? And like, that's just way too emotionally charged for the av- for anybody, for anybody, let alone somebody who has never done any work around money or, and like Ruthie describes, who possibly, you know, has some, you know, a lot of some, some emotional baggage around it. Right. So we want to come up from a place of me, like, Oh my gosh, you know, like this is so weird, but I enrolled in this free retreat and I, you know, I got to answer these questions and I learned this about me that I never even thought about. Can I tell you about it? And do you tell me what you think? And what we're creating is we're opening up the space to be vulnerable. What we're doing is we are being the vulnerable ones. Okay. So get this very, very clearly. It has to start with one of you becoming vulnerable. And what I'm telling you is, it begins with you becoming vulnerable. We have to get out of our heads. I was talking to another student about this. This whole idea of, well, he should do. He should know. Like, How is that helping you? Like, How is that working out for you? Right? We can live our entire lives 
thinking our spouses need to be a certain way. How about we focus on the things that he is good at and we rise up to the occasion on what we want to build, what we want to model. It begins with us. So we have to become vulnerable because when we become vulnerable, then that allows the other person to start maybe sharing just a little bit. Oh, really? That's what you thought in your, saw in your house? That's totally not what I saw in my house. Oh, yeah, actually, I know exactly what you're talking. You see what's happening? All of a sudden, it's like a little bit, it, it seems like it's not consequential. It's super consequential. It's like you just opened the space for a, for a conversation that had never been there. All of a sudden, he knows something about you that you didn't know and that he didn't know. And so all of a sudden, what's happening? The magic word on these magic, on these money dates, empathy has been created. All of a sudden, there's just that little bit of empathy that wasn't there. And we can start building from there. And then he tells you, oh, wow, that sounds crazy. And I didn't see it that way. And that's it. Maybe that's where it ends for today. But then you come and you share again. Well, you know what I was thinking? Like, I was really thinking about what do I want in my life? And I, you know, I did this exercise about what my values are. And you probably know them better than me because you know me so well, right? Because he's your spouse and he's your hero and he should be, you know, these conversations really build them up. It's not about bringing him down. Can I share with you what I came up with? And, and, and I'll tell you why I came up with it because I was really thinking like, oh my gosh, like at the end of our, I would love to share with my husband and see that, make sure that at the end of our lives together, we can look back and say, well, we really financed and we really spend time in our values. And all of a sudden we start shifting to those who we are, what we want, what our dreams are. We could start opening the space for that conversation of, you know what, what, what would it look like? Like what's possible? And, and yeah. And what kind of school do you think the kids should go to? Right? So you see what we're doing? We haven't mentioned any numbers. We never start with the numbers. Does that make sense guys? Yeah. Okay. So Ruthie, does that make sense that we're going to start these conversations, not talking to him about what he hasn't done, why he hasn't done it, what we have, what we don't have. We're going to start sharing about ourselves. Okay. It's like they always teach us about these I statements, right? We learn it about marriage. It's use an I statement. We learn about parenting. I feel like when you yell at me, right? Right. I'm saying the exact same thing. And I know you know how to do this. Now we're going to apply it to this context, okay? We are talking about ourselves. That means we're opening, we're setting the stage for another person to start feeling comfortable with perhaps him opening about himself, okay? Yes? And I'm not saying that he's going to do this, Ruti, overnight, but if we want to succeed, we got to be really smart. That's why God gave us an added measure of understanding, right? As Jewish women. Okay. So we have to understand. And now that we understand that money is not about the numbers, right? You all know it. You've been here with me long enough, right? It's completely emotional. We have to know we can't go at this man straight at the numbers because the emotional charge is going to be way too much. And that's a recipe for him to block himself. And there's, again, that stalemate. And we don't want the stalemate, right? We want to get rid of the stalemate. We want to open the path for communication. We want to open the path for dreaming together, setting up the goals, and then building the systems to fund those goals together. 
Yes. And for that transparency to be happening as we go along the journey. Okay. So was that so routine? Now we know how to do that. Okay. So don't be afraid. Just really be open and vulnerable. And again, having been in this space for five days gives you the perfect, you know, material and segue to start having these conversations because all you have to do is introduce it as, wow, I learned, I don't know why I enrolled in a thing or I listened to this podcast and I was thinking, you know, and just share a few of the things that you learned, share with him your earliest money memory. Like how beautiful would it be if he found out what happened to you at seven years old when you tried to sell this thing in school and you failed miserably or you succeeded. And he doesn't know that because you didn't even know it until you came to this retreat. You hadn't even thought about it, right? So amazing that be, I always, I want you to know something. I always tell my students and those of you, Dania, Marcy knows it. What happens with these money dates, it's way more than the transparency and the communication and the ability to set up these goals and these dreams, what really is happening is we're building a layer of connection, a layer of intimacy that is very, very profound and wasn't there. Okay. So understand this. This is really strengthening your marriage. Okay, it's adding another layer of understanding your spouse, because see what happens is now when there is another money date where you actually have to address certain, you know, numbers and certain some more practical, tactical things. And all of a sudden you get triggered or he gets triggered instead of the becoming an explosion. You can both pause and say, oh, I'm sorry. I really I I know that that must have sounded like the way your father talked to you or the way your mother yelled at your father. I really didn't mean to do that, right? I've been in conversations with my husband because we now know each other so well and we've been doing this for so long where he says something and I don't even catch myself being triggered. But again, we go back to that big word empathy that's been built through the process and he can look at me and instead of getting angry, he'll tap me and he'll smile. Hey, I'm not your father, remember? And we can both crack up. And isn't that amazing that we can now do that? What would have been an explosion or dead silence and two days of, again, not talking about it or two months of not talking about this now is just lighter because there's empathy. So that's what we're aiming for. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Shoshana, the wisdom of a woman. Exactly. Okay. Speaking of which, Shoshana sent me two amazing questions. I'm going to pull them up. Okay. I was actually driving. I said, I'll get back to you. Okay. All right. So um, if I personally give sponsor or, you know, whatever, I, I help someone um, with a certain mitzvah, um, you know, it could be helping them with tuition or it could be, you know, buying to fill in. I've used this example before several times. And I give somebody this help um, personally, not through a charity, you know, because sometimes we click on the buttons of the charity campaign. Like yesterday, I was, you know, using a, the, our kids' school is fundraising. So I was sending around the link to that charity campaign and those are tax deductibles. So this is a great question. She's asking like, you know, is this going to be tax deductible? So I think you're right in what you told me in your note that the answer is no. Um, but I think it's more of a question to your accountant about how much you can perhaps kind of like claim as a deduction without having 
real receipts. You know what I mean? So there might be a buffer that your accountant would say, it's okay if we add this in and we don't really have proof that it's a deduction. Um, and so it's more of an accounting question, um, than a, like, than, than a Jewish question. Okay. So in terms of the tax deduction, um, uh, so I'm pretty sure there's a little bit of leeway and, 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 um, and what's it called? And, you know, yeah, leeway here in terms of the buffer. And so the question that the second question that she's asking is, is this consider miser or tzedakah? So if you pay it from your miser money, it's miser. Again, it, it, it's, it's sort of one and the same, meaning tzedakah, miser includes, is included inside tzedakah. So yes, a hundred percent. If you help somebody else with their tuition money, if you help somebody else buy their tefillin, if you help them with their hospital bill, if you help them buy a wig, I recently had to ask that question for somebody else. And the Rav told me if she's buying the wig for herself to cover her hair, which is her mitzvah, She can't use her miser money, but if she's helping another woman who wants to take on that mitzvah or beautify that mitzvah by helping her buy the wig, yes, she can take her miser money. So yes, you can definitely be using your miser money for this. And again, um, you know, that's part of your 10% or above your 10%. Anything above your 10% is tzedakah. Um, Yes. And then if you have that separate account, can a personal check be used? Yes, you can use. So what you can do is if you have your MISER account as a sub savings account attached to your, um, to your checking account and you're going to send something from your checking account, the beauty of these things, the way they work now in 2021 is all you have to do is at the click of a button is transfer the money from your MISER onto your checking account. So let's say, for example, yesterday, right? I gave money to the fundraising campaign for my kids' school. So it came from my checking account, but I immediately, I, I had before I did that, I knew how much was in MISER that I needed to deploy anyway, and I'm happy to deploy it to that cause. And so that money went in two seconds from the MISER account into the checking account, and it got paid from the checking account. So obviously that is the beauty of, you know, working with these types of banks that have these no fee, um, sub accounts and all the, you know, these, these perks that make life easier, but even if that's not the case, all I'm suggesting is it does take a little bit of organization if we don't have that, but we would be doing the same exact thing. We would just kind of like keep it up in a spreadsheet or something, keep an organist. Again, I want you to know that 80% of the personal finance work is organization. And this I learned very, very early on from, uh, oh, you remember, Dania, when Adina Chelminski was, was here. I think we talked about it. Adina's a big proponent. She's an economist. She's a journalist. She's a, she's a fabulous. Um, we should actually get her to come talk to the group. Um, and she's one of those people that always says, and she's right. It's all about being organized. Like 80% of the work here is about organization. Of course, there's the resistance. There's all the mental stuff that's holding us back and allowing us to just make a balagan out of something that shouldn't be a balagan, right? If we, if we were actually get organized, things would run really smoothly. Okay. So in this case, yes, we want to ensure that we are transferring over from our Meister account into our checking account. And again, and vice versa, when money comes into our checking account, we want to make sure that that 10% is getting transferred over. So you see how it's, it's all about organization. Okay. All right. Um, Marcy asked earlier on, um, 
how to keep track of automatic monthly payments. And I'm going to share the answer here with you. And then Marcy, if you want, if you meant something else, you can also tell us. Okay. So what I suggested to Marcy, I think what Marcy was asking is like, I have all these automatic payments coming. Um, how do I keep track of them? So I like the idea of, and it's something that we, my husband and I do is keeping we have a spreadsheet that we look, you know, throughout the month because we want to make sure that we understand the cash flow. We, you always want to be in touch with your cash flow, not just how much is coming in every month, but what's going out when, right? We have to know when things are leaving because if tuition is due a certain date, that might not be the date to buy, I don't know what a new oven. Like you have to time things when people are used to living on credit. We're not used to this idea, but we're trying to fix that. We're trying to be in, a, in, in another mindset where we are really in touch with these numbers, where we are really comfortable with the way money's flowing in and out, and we're not incurring on debt, on taking on credit that we can't pay at the end of the month. In order to do that, we have to know how our cash flow works and what our cash flow needs are. So if I know a certain date, I have to pay tuition and I have to pay life insurance and I have to pay, I don't know what, whatever all the things are, right? So I have, now I know how much I have for the other things. Okay. So what I suggested to Marcy is that she go through all those payments and write them all down in the spreadsheet. And she has a column where it says exactly the date of the month. And so now, you know, you know, where you need to be by a certain time, like what is coming out, right? So, you know, and then you get really used to it. Like you really like just get a real sense of, oh yeah, tuition comes out on this date and this is the day the electricity comes out. And and you can, you know, if you want to get even more sophisticated and really start coordinating things better for you, you then you can do like a more advanced exercise of calling the different payees. Hey, Denise, Denise, it's so good to have you here. I feel like at home in the background that we all know so well, having spent so many months together. Um, Denise is one of my former students and she's a great Hebrew teacher. If you need a Hebrew teacher, Denise is the woman. Um, so what was I saying? Cash flow, cash flow. Ah, that oh, you were, you, you were going to do it at, you know, once a month, you know, you could put the date and call all those payees and transfer. I mean, this, this requires a little bit of work and I'm not saying you have to do that, but it's just a tip. For you know, some people want to get really into this, and you can ask them to move your payment to a day that is closer to your pay date. You know, and um, that's always like really, really helpful. So let's say you get paid in the on the first and on the fifteenth, and you know you sign up for your electricity and for this and for that, and it just something's come out on the tenth and on the seventh and whatever. So what's really neat, and especially if you want to pay things. With your credit card, it also, also, if it's coming out of your debit card, it's coming out of your checking, you could get yourself to a point where you've requested. Again, it takes time and legwork. And I'm not saying we have to do this. I'm just giving you an extra tip. Okay. For some people where you ask that the bill be transferred to be charged on the second of the month or in the third of the month. So you understand. So your paycheck came in on the first. So now, so it just, it's, it's a little bit helpful, but, but to go back to Marcy, Marcy, just a nice spreadsheet where you have your your dates of the month where things are coming out and what's coming out. Okay, so that's what I had on my end, but I see this chat sort of exploding here. So let's see one raise follow-up? your hand oh. if you have you know you can raise your little hand button. Um oh my line is choppy. Have you guys not been hearing me? 
We can hear Hold you. On. Can you hear us? I hope you've been hearing me. Okay. Um, there, Karen, yeah. I think you can unmute yourself. Can you yes. hear us? Yes, I, 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 I unmuted already. I have a question. This month, I want to start, you know, like a, a, a savings account, you know, so I can have some uh, money put together either for eventual things or uh, to do some investments. Do I take the 10% before depositing that money? Remind, I couldn't hear you because I was dealing with the sound on my end. Did you say you wanted okay. to separate money for savings? Is that was the first word you exactly, used? Exactly. Okay. So, so yeah, your income comes, whether your income comes from your retirement, you know, income that's coming to you or from your business or from your job. Okay. Your income mm-hmm. comes, then you take your 10%. And then from there, you take whatever percent you want to go into the savings account and whatever percent you want to go into the investment account. Okay. So yes, the answer is you take your MISER first, your 10% obligation of tithing first, and then you do the rest of the allocations. But now you start seeing why I told you in the retreat that setting up your MISER system, look how this is so divine and so smart. God knows what he's doing is really training ground for exactly what we need to do, be doing with the rest of our money, with our allocation, the same system now applies. If you know how to take your MISER, if you're disciplined about that, that automatic allocation of your 10%, that's your system for everything else. Okay. And another question, where can I uh, see the, uh, here again, the, 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 what <laughs> the replace. Okay. So the replace should be Karen in your in email. We emailed every single day, the links to the replay on Facebook and on YouTube. Some people, you know, don't do Facebook. They want to watch them on, on, on YouTube. If you want, tell Justina in the chat. Justina can make a note. If you check, if you don't have those, then maybe we can DM you those YouTube links. Um, could you please I think do this so? Morning, I tagged you also on Facebook, but if you'd rather get the YouTube links and you didn't get them on email, we can then email them to you or DM them t- to you. To whom I have to ask them for? Just Justina's right here. Team, I'm ready. Okay, but Justina's listening, so she'll remind me, and we'll get to that this afternoon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. My, my pleasure. Yeah, it's important for you guys to do that, and I want you to do that because I think. Watching these replays and again, being in the session really gives you a sense of, wow, what is the, what, what is the extent of the exciting work that I have in front of me? I mean, again, I want you to know that this is a beautiful journey. This is, this is, we have been conditioned to think that this is scary and perhaps almost like, what's the word in English that I'm looking for? Dania, Marcy, help me. Banal. Like, how do you say banal in English? Like selfish or low or like, you know, and I'm, I want you to understand it's totally the opposite. It's joyful. It's exciting. It means I'm responsible. It means I'm an agent, right? It's um, I can do this and I want to do this. And it's an entirely different experience when we approach it from that perspective. Like, look at what I just said about those money dates, right? Isn't it nice that we get to talk about our husbands about how our upbringing was in an area that we've never talked about. Isn't that a great connection? And isn't it nice that then we get to talk about what our dreams are, what our values, what do we want to shine in as a family? You know, is our family one of those families who really wants to shine in terms of hospitality? And does that mean 
Maybe we need to fix some things around the house eventually. You know, what does that look like? Like, that's really exciting. That's an entirely different level of conversation. We're elevating the entire money conversation and we're elevating the entire money experience. And I want you guys to know that. That's why I put so much time and effort into coming with you five days, even we've been together seven days so that you understand that this is what you're signing up for, this type of experience, this type of transformation, aside from all the other facts that I've told you before that you're going to be making more and you're going to be investing more, you're going to be saving, all that, like that is such a given. But I need you to know that you come into this program and you come into this work in, 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 from a positive space. And I'm going to make sure that it stays like that, you know, because I firmly believe that that's the way it needs to be. We didn't come to this planet, to this world to suffer. We have to serve Hashem and with joy. That is very, very important. Marcy, you had a question. Let me see. Do I need to there? I think now you can unmute yourself. Um, I did, but I mean, I think it might be too detailed, but I would just wanted to follow up with what you said about keeping a spreadsheet. Sometimes like I have multiple ways of paying for things. Like some Mm -hmm. show up in my bank, some show up in my credit card, some show up in the PayPal. It's like a little crazy. I don't like that, but that's kind of the way it's been. So that's what I mean. Like the monthly things are just a little bit scattered. So any suggestions? So I would encourage you there. You know me, I like to simplify things. And I know that feeling. I would encourage you to take a, just just make a note for one of your next money days that this is definitely something that you could take some time. You know, you can break it in pieces. I don't, you don't need to tackle it all at once. Again, I like to limit the time that we're doing this right to max an hour, uh, max an hour in a, a week, but definitely look for ways to simplify this. You know what I mean? Like, um, Try to see if you can put things, um, more things on the checking account or more things on one of the credit cards, the one that you like, because I know you're really good at, you don't take on debt, you really pay everything um, every month. Um, so as much as you can simplify, you're just going to feel lighter. So yes, it's, it's again, it goes back to that big word organization. So yeah, sometimes Thank things you. over time, we do things really quickly and then things start getting like a little bit messy. We put it here and there. And so it's, it's just, and then, one of those- and then it becomes like sometimes they're monthly, some are yearly. And then I forget and it's like a little crazy. And I'm, yeah. I, that's my one thing that I'm not so understanding. I'm in my, in my accounting. Yeah. Cause some are monthly, some are yearly, some are. Ugh. Yes, yes. And I hear you. So that's definitely a spreadsheet is going to help us. You know, like we pay our car insurance, you know, sometimes once a year or twice a year, right? So it's not a monthly payment. And, you know, again, the life insurance policy, life insurance policy, there's a premium that we have to pay when the homeowners association. So again, we have to know that every January, you know, in December, I already need to know that by January 31st, I got to pay homeowners association. And I do you make got- separate spreadsheets like once monthly, once yearly, or do you just keep one? No, you could keep one, you could keep one or you could have one with, you know, several t- tabs. Yeah, know? that's what I mean. Like different play, tabs for- play with it a little bit, play with like it. Start with a dump, start with dumping everything, right? And then giving it a date and then knowing, oh, but this is only once once a year, right? And again, 
going back to this whole thing, like we know that around March time, around the springtime, so we have to have Passover expenses. Okay, so, you know, we got to start thinking of that ahead of time. And maybe that warrants having a separate sub account for Tishrei expenses, for Passover expenses. We also know that's the time of year for many of us in the US where we have to re-register our kids in school. So we have to know that that's going to be coming up in the cash flow. Therefore, it might not be the time to buy everybody new outfits or to, you know, or to go because again, not because that's not all possible. It's all possible in our lives, but because we're being mindful of what is coming up that is really important. If it's really important for my kids to be registered in a certain school, then I'm probably not going to go on a ladies trip. That's going to take $2,500 out of my bank account with my best friends from high school if I'm going to need it to register my kids in that school, because this one really has a big pull in my value system. So again, it goes back to those conversations and we have those conversations with ourselves. And we, if we're married, we have them with our spouse. Okay. All right. Uh, Karen, I think we got your question. Um, Just one more thing. The first day you offered us a sheet of how to organize the master. Can you uh, send it to us? Yes. Um, Justina, remind me what it's called. I think it's on jewishlatinprincess.com forward slash my search. Uh, I can't remember the link, but I'm going to, Karen, I'll look, I'll look it up and I'll post it in the group for the benefit of everybody. And I'll send it to you via DM. Justina, just remind me. I know you posted it also, Justina, but I just can't remember if it's called, because I think there were two. There was like the net worth tracker and there's also the Meister tracker. So mm-hmm. I know we have both on my old website and I just have to get you those links as we're kind of changing everything around. Okay. Perfect. Thank my you. daughter and her friends are supporting themselves. They each use their Meister money to pay for each other's tuition for the classes that are, you know, in terms of their Judaic classes. And they asked the rap and he said they could do that. Excellent. This is a very good point. We have to ask. There are special circumstances that we might not know about, okay? To give you a very um, interesting example from my life, I didn't know I sent my son away to study at a yeshiva away from home. A yeshiva is a complete, I guess, a, a Judaic you know, system where the boys just learn Torah. Um, you know, it's the, in lieu of going to a regular high school. And one of the things that I didn't know is, Obviously, the tuition is not something that we pay from Meister, but here's what I didn't know that the RAF told me. Again, this is my case. I want everybody to know that you got to ask your own questions. But he did tell me um, that there are certain expenses for him to support himself that I can use Meister money to support him, meaning like the kid can't work. He is totally immersed in Torah learning. He said not tuition. So I want to clarify, not tuition, but there are certain things about him so that he can go to the store and get himself his his necessities, his sandwich, his shampoo, his soap. There are certain things because he can't make an income. He literally is you are helping him, sustaining him in his Torah learning. So it was a very interesting answer that I found it quite surprising. And, you know, it's beautiful to know. So this is just just to give us a sense that there's a lot of nuance here. 
it's important to ask the questions, but at the same time, it's also important for us to at least know the basics and create the system. Then if we need to, if we are allowed to use that money for this or that, then we can go and ask the questions. But the most important is that we get with the system. Um, giving out our time, Gabby asks, would it be giving first, also contributing, right? So this is a really good question, Gabby. Gabby, our time is really tzedakah. It's a beautiful thing. Our time, our talent, our energy, you know, driving someone, all these things are tzedakah. They are not miser. Okay. They are important things. We have to be kind, generous individuals. Obviously, miser is a separate sec, a separate area in which we emulate that generosity and that kindness and we emulate our creator, but it's a very specific area, meaning miser means tithing your money, literally dollars and cents. Okay. So we have to get this part. It's dollars and cents. It's not, well, I don't have. And therefore, if I go contribute at my sisterhood by, you know, helping them clean up after the event, I could fulfill my obligation. No, you've done a beautiful obligation of tzedakah. It's very important, but it doesn't um, exempt you from the obligation to tithe your income. Because again, that money was never yours. You're not supposed to use it. Okay. Um, and again, I want to just reiterate, there are very extreme situations where there are certain th- expenses that can be deducted and can be used before we tithe. Okay. Again, we have to ask around, for example, there are very extreme situations where a person literally cannot put a roof over their head. And that might be something that we might, ha- might be able, but not without asking to ex- the majority of us in this room are not in that category. Okay. Let me just explain it like this. Again, we have to ask, but there are exceptions. Jewish law is never, ever, ever, ever black and white. There's a lot of gray. A lot of brain. Okay. Dania says, oh, I love this comment, Dania. I'm going to read it. Dania says, opening ourselves that money comes from different places. Yes, that when we close ourselves only to one source or are fearful of the money not being there, we're also closing the possibility of different flows and sources, right? It's just so beautiful to know also on the ways and the contributions. Um, it's so beautiful to understand that we go back to that trust that God has infinite ways of getting that flow of money to us, right? And Marcy's nodding because I think, Marcy, you've experienced it. So I ne- I'll never forget about that client that gave Marcy the hardest time. This just happened the fir- right when Marcy enrolled in my program. It was like, literally, like when she put down her payment, she said, you don't understand what's going on here. Like I just had this most difficult client. She's an architect, a very good architect, Marcy. I keep bragging about you. And she had this horrific client that gave her just such a headache. And she said, you know what? These are my boundaries. These are my terms. This is my fee. I also have planned a vacation. The whole thing was that Marcy was going away for the family. And like they were like now making him redo the whole thing, whatever it was, right? No, I'm away for the next three weeks. And that was already, you know, and I've delivered what I needed to deliver to the client according to our previous agreement. You can't just like now, and I'm trusting God that this is it. And would you believe that she goes on her vacation, she signs up for the program and she says, you're not going to believe it. This client just responded, we'll wait for you. We really like what you do. 
And, and, you know, and she could have approached as like, no, because like, I'm, I'm losing so much on the, t- you know, I, this is like a big client. This is a big fee. I'm leaving this money on the table. I should put on all these hours, sacrifice the time for my family, right? That's coming from a real place of scarcity. And she says, I'm, I'm done with that mindset. I'm done. I trust. I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. I've done it. Lo and behold, they came back and they said, you're the architect for us. We'll wait for you as soon as you get back and you can get to our project. Please do so. And, you know, and the, the, and, and we're willing to pay for that. Okay. So that's just, I never forget the story. Never forgets the story. Okay. Yes. Marcy says her husband had no idea, you know, about he came from a totally different culture. And that's true. I, I, you know, I married somebody from a completely different culture. He always jokes like, Oh, I married such a Latin princess. Right. And I had no idea about all these things. And look at us now. Thank God it works. The gringo and the Latin Baruch Hashem. It works. Dina, increasing income. Oh my gosh. There's so much that we could talk here. Like, what do you want me to tell you specifically? (laughs) Number one, I was telling one of you in the room yesterday, put out more offers, increase your prices. Like what is, you know, what is holding you back? Like this is holding you back. Like, no, like there's no reason why you're not putting out more offers in the world. There's no reason why you are not charging your more money other than, and I go back to Marcy, Marcy has struggled with this as an architect, other than the fact, Denise and I have talked about this before also, other than the fact that you believe these lies that we talked about before, I think it was on day number five, I'm not worth it. I, who am, no, it wasn't, I'm not worth it. It was, who am I to do this, right? Who am I to charge $300 a session? Who are you not to? It's not about the price. It's about the value. And guess what? Let me explain something to you, ladies. What do you take care of more? Something you bought at the dollar store or the sweater that you bought at Nordstrom's, right? You see where I'm going with this? What do you put more effort and making sure that it gets laundered properly, right? Right? So again, if you want your clients to put effort and to value what you're offering them. Again, it's an investment in themselves. So I, I don't know, Dina, if you are an entrepreneur, but what I'm trying to say is you're, it's not about the price. It's about the investment that they're making in themselves. If they're making a dollar investment, you, I can guarantee you that they will get a dollar result. And by the way, I should say, Carolyn, you're going to be the exception to this rule. I almost did not offer a full scholarship this year. Because time and time again, the students in my programs who get the full scholarship, who didn't invest a penny in themselves, again, it's not about my wallet, it's about their commitment to themselves, time and time again, would you believe that they are the, pro- the, the students who don't make all the transformation that's available for them? They are the students that are, fall behind. They are the students who don't do the work that they are that they really need. And I see it time and time again. There because again, so don't feel like you're ever taking people's money. You're not taking money. You, they are investing in themselves voluntarily. This is a voluntary transaction. You need to charge them so that they value and they do the transformation. So Nordstrom needs to charge me 
for the sweater because if I went and I got it at I don't know where, I probably would stick it in the wash, wouldn't care, right? But if I paid $100 for the sweater or whatever it is, $200 or whatever it is, I probably will take a lot of care of it, a a very good care of it. And if we're talking about a service, the more. So if they invested in your coaching session, in your, I don't know, massage therapy, in your herbal therapy session, whatever it is, trust me, they're showing up for that session and they're doing what they need to do. And by the way, clients who pay more tend to be your easiest clients. They really tend to be the people who are a joy to work with because they're so invested and they're so experiencing the transformation. The money they, the, 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 the minute they paid for your therapy session or for your whatever it is that you're offering, they're already invested. Like they're already changing. They're already transforming. I have a student who signed up for this program. I was telling you this example yesterday. She signed up and she's already at the bank doing the, like, again, she, they're already transforming their lives and they haven't even gotten to your massage therapy. It just changes. So it's, you don't ever feel, Dina, that you're taking people's money. You're changing their lives. And therefore you need to charge because if you didn't charge, then there's no transformation. Okay. And so that's how we make more. And again, we have to remember why are we trying to make more? Not because Dina wants to get that money and amass that money. And this is just such a big ego trip. Look what I could do. I have all this money and look what I can buy. No, it's because I know how much good in the world I can do with it. Starting from that client start, you know, it starts even with that person who made the investment and does the transaction and, and beyond that your children, your spouse, your community, the community around you, all the people that you're touching with that money, not that that greater income that you're making. Yes? Does, is this helping you, Dina? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Sorry. I, I just want to, is it okay if I unmute? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Such a crazy day. I can't be at home. This work's getting done. So I'm in the car and my baby's screaming. But what I just wanted to say is, if I'm not an entrepreneur, but I kind of want to switch careers, I'm not working at the moment because I'm on mat leave. If you, if, do you also offer help with career and that kind of thing? I like, didn't get it. Like me personally? In our in the sessions, would you do we address things like if someone wants to is looking for a different line of work? Yeah. Great, great question. Yes, we talk a lot, Dina, about these things, like making more is a big focus of some of our sessions. Okay. Because I think, again, it's not all about cutting expenses and it's not all about saving an investment. There is a part of the equation that is making more. And that's why I make sure that it gets addressed very, very deeply during the 10 weeks, including how to negotiate. Like Barbara said, like she had to negotiate for a raise. Like we went through that whole process together. There's so many of us in the program. Dania is a great example. Dania has a full-time job, but Dania started a high, uh, a side hustle around the same time as you enrolled in the program. You, you were just getting started, right? So a lot of times we had, to, we went deep into helping Dania charge more and really test those offers and then increase our prices. So this is a very important part of what we learn in God Wants You to Be Rich because it's a very important part of the equation, obviously. So, um, Dania, did you want to add something to that while I look for some questions? 
Yes. That, that Can I add? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, so as I told you, I think on, on Sunday, I've been with the IL for over a year. And uh, for me, when I started doing this side hustle, this side job, I've been studying for over 10 years, what I'm kind of exploring and offering right now. And for me, what was difficult, it was charging. Like I said, how am I going to charge? How, like, why would people pay for this? Why would it was money has so much to do with self-worth and, uh, and, and self-esteem and what we think of ourselves and what we think of what we offer and what we think we're capable of and what we deserve or not deserve. And this is the mindset that we get to work. So Thank you. Yes. So this is so much what I have. Like we have this idea that money has to come from this place or that place, or it has to be this way. And we get so stuck in this box. And if it doesn't fit in this box, then we get afraid. And, and moving outside of this box, it's instead of being like this, it was going to make us, Oh, okay. There were other possibilities. There's people willing to pay and the people that are willing to pay, like she said, like I had a, a course that just started um, a month ago. It was 28 days of intuitive eating. And uh, it, it's more about mindfulness and eating and the energy healing of the body. And the people that paid full price, they are the ones that are getting the most out of it. The people yep. that got it in the discount, it's not that it's less of an effort. Because you put what you want to put. Everyone puts what, what everyone wants to put. Like we, it's an election. It's a free choice. It's a free will. But the people that are really engaged in that are the people that said yes. And they are not going to negotiate prices with you. And they are not going to say, oh, but this is, but I don't know. Because when, when you really want something, you move mountains to make it happen. Like you, you really, and Hashem helps you in doing so. Like Hashem is there backing you up all the time. And, um, and there are exceptions. Of course, there are 100% exceptions, 100, 100, 100%. And that, that for last time, for example, Irma, Irma won the scholarship and she got from it the best. She is, she's changed her, like everything has changed for her. And uh, no way, I don't think Irma won the scholarship, but she is the best. Yeah, she won. I think she won the scholarship. She did. She, okay. did. she won the scholarship. So she's an exception. If she yes. did, she's an exception. She did. She won the scholarship. She did won the scholarship. And uh, I've been in touch with her. You become friends with the people you are. And, um, and yes. This is- I, I, li- I like that point, Dania, because I think the friendships that we develop inside each of our cohorts, first of all, I think they're divinely orchestrated like anything in life. And you see it once you come together, you see why you were meant to be in such a group. And the the friendships that we develop are amazing. But also, I want you guys to know that there is something really powerful about working together as women. Because again, it's such a change from what we're used to, from the male paradigm, from the silence, from the uh, asylum, like the, 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 like this is just like something that I, I guess, like a necessary evil, and I just have to do it and nobody needs to know about it, right? Blanca Braha talked about it yesterday, how you start elevating yourself in with together with your peers in your community. But what happens is then there's like a trickle effect. And then all of a sudden your sister's coming to ask you questions and she sees how you're right. You're, you're uh, making more and you're charging more. And then what's that all about? And she sees how you're, your husband and you are communicating better and she 
sees that you're donating more to whatever the charity campaign. Again, you start elevating the entire world around you. You know that beautiful organization that I'm a speaker for, Momentum? What's their tagline? It starts with women. Yes, it starts with women. And it starts, I honestly, because I'm in this field and I see this time and time again, I know that it starts with women and money. There is a certain point where this is the last frontier. And Rabbi Shea's talked about this on my podcast. This is the last frontier. We've done so much self-work. We've self-help work. We've done all the EFTs and we've done all the things and they all have a place. And we've read all the parenting books and we've done all, we've become great mothers and we've improved in our, in our, in our, in our marriages. And then there's just this thing that is like this peg on the wheel that is just stuck. And it's that money thing. And I'm telling you, you can unstuck it, but it starts with you. It starts with stopping to stop expecting that your husband's going to do it for you or whatever your prince charming is, your in-laws, your father, your boss, your client. There is no prince charming. God is waiting for you. God is waiting for the Jewish women to step up to the plate and we can do it. We can do it. Rebecca asked, how did we solve the differences? What were the differences as a Latin and a gringo? And what I I don't know, I can get into the whole, all of that, but maybe Rebecca, you know what? I have a podcast where my husband came in and people loved it. So tune into that show where my husband came with me on the show. And maybe that'll give you some cute insights onto, you know, what, um, what, uh, what that has been like. I have another question about the Meister and the part that we have to give to our parents have to be separate. Ruth Masal, good question. If your parents, if you are financially helping your parents, it's very, very likely that you can take that from Meister. In most of the situations where I have had to ask for my students, the examples that I've had are my parents are in Venezuela. Evidently, I live in America. Evidently, in Venezuela, they literally have like my father, who's a doctor, makes $50 a month. That just doesn't get anybody by, right? We send them money every week. A hundred percent that comes out of you and your husband's miser. Okay. So yes, in these situations where we are supporting our parents through a difficult financial situation, not only are we doing the mitzvah of honoring our parents, but it actually is also um, money that's coming out of our Meister. Obviously, we we could ask. Uh, we could ask food. I don't know if Nancy Victoria, you're saying about food in terms of working on our food, our relationship with food, right? We've done. I don't know if that's what you're saying, but we've done so much work in that area. Again, there's a this thing, and I told you yesterday how many times ninety percent ninety percent of my private clients come from the therapists right? The therapist. And I sit on the phone with therapists and couples all the time, beautiful conversations, because there's something more that even the therapist recognizes. Okay, guys, we got to work on this money stuff. Okay. All right. Oh, the food. Yes, Nancy, the food was a big difference between the gringo and the Latin, 100%. But the good news is that my husband loves the Latin food. Okay. So ladies, I hope this was helpful. Catch those replays. I know to send to Karen some YouTube videos. If you don't have it, tag me on Facebook or send me a DM, whatever else you need. I hope to see you guys on Monday and the program. We're going to archive the group on Thursday. So please get ahead on those replays, get that content. Whoever joined the program already or is joining the program, the content of these five days or seven days is completely yours. It's already in your portal. So if you've logged in, you see that it's already for life. 
And I want to reiterate again, this is live. This is not me sending you a bunch of videos every week for you to just go do work and then maybe once a month come on a call with me and figure it out. No, no, no. We are working together for 10 weeks, twice a week, and you are going to get time to implement, not on your own. We craft it into the session so that you're not just leaving it. Oh, another to do, another to do. No, no, no. We are getting it done. And it's really individualized. Didn't you get a sense that I know Marcy's life really well and I know Dania's life really well? That's because there is time for you to speak. There's a lot less of me speaking and there's a lot more of you and your peers getting a chance to get coached and telling us and us dissecting what's coming up for you in the setting of our sessions. Okay, so this was like an amazing retreat. I loved every minute of you. Please stay in touch. And I hope to see you on Monday. Justina, you can give them the link if they don't know it and be in touch. And whoever is meant to be with us on Monday, we are going to be ready for you. Okay. Bye, guys.